everybody. Do you know what week this is? This is the one year anniversary of What a Beautiful Podcast. The one year anniversary of when me and Andrew thought up really drunk, hey, what if we start a podcast where we talk about this thing? And here we are. Andrew, what do you think? I have many thoughts, but my first thought is, wow, (laughs) we actually did it. We put our minds to something, and we did it for a whole year. We did it for a whole year. Isn't that wild? (laughs) That's a pretty pretty solid accomplishment. Yeah, we got... If if we stopped it today, I would still feel accomplished for having done something for a year every week. Almost every week. Unfortunately, Ah. this is episode 51 and not 52, which is going to piss me off. But <laughs> you could fudge the number if you really yeah. wanted to. It'll just be like how there's no 13th floor in hotels. There'll be no episode 51 of What a Beautiful Podcast. <laughs> like episode 51, never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, yeah. So this is one year anniversary, and you know, thanks for listening to any yeah. of you that have managed to listen to all of these. Yeah, if you've listened to all fifty-one episodes, God bless you. Like, you could you could have done a lot of things with those fifty-two hours. It it's crazy. Um, but yeah, we're we're just gonna roll right into it because this is what we do best. This is this is our thing. This is our time. Yeah, we're not we're not good about at waxing emotionally about our our successes and our failures. Yeah, that feels of which too much we have like... many. <laughs> It feels too much like jerking off. Just like <laughs> whatever the audio version of jerking off is, that's what that would be. Right. So happy anniversary to us. Thank you guys for listening. We got to finish up Whole Horse and Boingo. Yeah. And we talked a little bit last week about this excellent cover page for Whole Horse and Boingo Part 4. Um, and Whole Horse Can Fly. What, a, what like a bird can. And <laughs> Boingo is just like clasped on whole horse's bicep just i don't it almost looks like he's holding onto his shoulder with his teeth (laughs) just like (laughs) just chewing his shirt with this like dead expression on his face oh it's boingo so that's pretty much like every expression and like there's a lot to be said about the perspective going on here like yeah it's a nice curved perspective Whole's body is messed up right now (laughs) so Okay, so his left foot, if you think of his left foot and leg in being in line with his body and his right leg, like, shot out behind him, it kind of makes sense. Like... It, it, it kind of makes sense when you, like, really break it down, but at first glance, he just looks like he's all scrunched strange. up and backwards. <laughs> he looks like a slinky man. Yeah. Oh, oh god. So anyway, so we'll pick back up with Whole Horse and Boingo thinking that they've won and their prophecy has come true. Yeah. Like tell tell me about this excellent panel uh in the Whole Horse in the Boingo style cuz there there's a lot to take in here cuz this is right after Team Joe supposedly got killed by a truck. Um the sequence of events that Whole Horse started by sticking his fingers up Polnareff's nose like of course, of course. Like, oof, man. Look at look at George's feet. Look at his feet. <laughs> What's wrong with his knee? His knee oh, is man. so bad. It's like the milk walker <laughs> knees. 
It's exactly like the milk walking yeast. Where you live. Where you live. Oh, God. (laughs) Thanks to the speeding truck, Whole Horse and Boingo had the perfect chance to finish off their enemies. But be careful, you two. Don't rush in. Hide and wait. And that's exactly what they do as they hide behind a building. It's just like, oh, oh, it's too soon to go near them. Three of them are knocked out, but Jotaro is still conscious. He's about to get up. And just as the book says, Jotaro slowly just scrunches up from underneath this truck. Of course, uh, a, tr- a truck going at full speed isn't enough to stop Jorts. Oh, man, he has gotten a lot of injuries. <laughs> as I mean, that was like one of the first things I noticed when I experienced Stardust Crusaders for the first time. Is that, man, they take a lot of punishment and then they just like walk it off. Yes, yeah, like they... Uh, they bend over for a second just like and, and they're good and they're fine like oh no riddled with bullets oh shit all right hold on oh, i'm good but not kakyoing kakyoing gets sliced in the eyes and he's out for ha- like half the whole arc yeah because they can't have six stardust crusaders is it six no no they can't have all five at the same time Right. No, it's six plus Iggy. It's six six plus Iggy. They can't have all six at the same time unless it's the end. So it's just too much going on, I guess. Um, But Jorts pops up from the truck because he wasn't directly hit. And he's just like flicking around like, where's whole horse? What's going on? Um, We're going to win this, right, Boingo? We worked so hard. I want to win no matter what. You're with me, right? We're almost there, Boingo. What do we got to do next to kill these guys? Your cop predictions are 100% accurate. I believe you. I'll do whatever it takes. If it tells me to stick my fingers up something, I'll do it. If it tells me to eat crap, I'll eat it, says the wonderful whole horse. Like, <laughs> I want to win this. I want to win this. There, there, there it is. The, the final prediction. <laughs> horse. Dude, who are these guys? <laughs> oh, my God. Whole, whole horse found some plumbers working on drainage pipes. Whole horse paid them to open one of the drainage pipes. Whole horse took his gun and fired into the pipes. He shot every bullet he had. Hey, there was a car accident around the corner. Who cares? Let's just finish this up. Hold this pipe for me. Okay. And these guys... Oh, man. Look at this one guy's face. As he's I know. I'm, I'm zooming in on it right now because I don't know if this was intentional or not. But, oh, my God. It's a masterpiece. He kind of just... He looks like a duck man? I don't know... It looks hmm. like Daffy... Well, see how his hat is? So you know how, like, Daffy Duck would get shot in the face by Elmer Fudd and his beak would turn around? Oh, God. <laughs> like, I accepted that as a child, but thinking of back, thinking back is really horrifying. Yeah, that... but this is what it looks like. Oh, man. Yeah, and what Whole Horse does is, with some critical thinking, realizes that he can use these pipes uh, to shoot from behind cover, basically. Because the end of all these pipes uh, come out right at Jorts' head. And he's like, hurry up and turn the page! What happens after I shoot into the pipes? Whoa, at the stroke of noon, high noon, Whole Horse's bullets went right through Jotaro's forehead. This can't possibly go wrong. I think this plan is one of the most, like, flagrant disregard for physics in all of JoJo. Well, it he can control the bullets. That's the thing. Okay, like, can, so, alright, maybe that makes sense. Like, but, like, he can control where the bullets go. 
Alright, maybe I'll give him that. I still don't know if he could pull it off, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Boingo is incredibly excited and starts, like, just losing losing his uh, little composure that he has. Like, I've been waiting for this prediction. Oh, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. And whole horse, uh, a little taken aback by Boingo's reaction, is just like, that's awesome. I mean, it looks awesome, but hold your whole horses. What if we misinterpret it? Then we're screwed. Look at this page. This is the prediction back when your brother tried to kill Jotaro. But your brother was the roan who got blown up. And as Boingo reiterates, that's because Oingo was really stupid and turned into Jotaro. And that and he was the one that got blown up. But because whole horse doesn't look like Jotaro, there's no downside to this plan. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, man. I love that... So, Whole Horse notices the clock in the uh, in the book that points to noon. And it's like, wait a minute, it's set a time. The stroke of noon? And pulls back one of his weird cloth bracers that he's had on this entire time to just reveal, like, a really nice watch. <laughs> like, I really... Like the idea that he's just had this watch on the entire time. And cowboys like high fashion too, Jack. <laughs> what? Does your book say high noon? It is noon. That's less than two <laughs> minutes away. Um, God. It, cow, cowboys are inherently funny, okay? Because in the modern era, they're so ridiculous and... Uh, <laughs> Like no one can take whole horse seriously. No, he, he's he even even in that mini chapter with Dio where he was like kind of mean. He I still couldn't take him seriously. Yeah, he was trying to be really cool, uh, but he just looked like he was larping. Uh, that, I can't confirm that that right plumber's face is weird again. It has to be on purpose. Why is he oh drawing God, it, him like a duck man? Yeah, it's like. It's even worse than before. It's like he's growing a beak. Yeah, he's turning into out... a, a velociraptor. All right, we got to see if this man is on another page. Um, <laughs> but as Whole Horse tries to outrun the clock here, he starts doing the Joester secret technique. Because um, he can do that in on, uh, All-Star Battle too, right? Because uh, I, I, I think it's him and like Joey that can do like the, the really Muppety run. <laughs> but he does that and he runs over to uh Duckman and Squareface. Hey hey you guys listen to me open that pipe. Dot 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 dot. I said open it. Hey who do you think you're talking to? Yeah, who do you think you are? So Duckman goes die? back and you... forth between a duck and a monkey face. Oh man. It it's kind of like the old man from up. It's just a square with uh like features kind of stretched over it <laughs> like it's not proportional to anything um and whole horse is losing his mind because he's got like less than a minute to fire these bullets and he tries to pull emperor on these normal people um but like we we didn't see this before like when he shot that guy's ear off but normal people can't see that whole horse has a gun <laughs> so he's just shooting he's just shooting invisible bullets out of his fingers yeah it's like he's miming holding a gun further in, uh, reinforcing that he is a cowboy larper <laughs> you want to die let me shoot you with my invisible gun 
Uh, but Boingo says in order for the prophecy for, to come true, he has to pay them to open up the pipe. What a weirdo. You'll pay us just to open the pipe? Then sure, pay up. Huh, 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 huh. God, I don't have any money. That's right. I left my wallet at the hotel. <laughs> he shakes down Boingo for money. Um, but Boingo trips over and the money in the, in the coin purse goes flying everywhere. And I think you need to use this panel. I, I think you need to use this. Like, whole horse does the uh, Home Alone face and no words, no nothing. Nope, this. it's exactly, it's all you need to see. It's whole horse doing his best uh, Joey Joe star. <laughs> oh my god um yeah Duckman has start is just like fully embraced the duck it's incredible <laughs> like his mouth takes up the like his, his jaw hinges like up in his cheeks it's bad um <laughs> but they're picking up all the money it's like pick it up later you can have it all uh, and then, like, a nun or some lady comes over to bring these guys tea. It's like, listen, lady, I was here first. Stay out of this, you old hag. It's just comedy now, because Whole Horse is about to bash their heads in with a brick um, to get them to finally, like, open up the pipe. And just as Whole Horse's watch is about to tick over to high noon, uh, he fires a bunch of bullets. He's like, eat this, Jotaro! And fans the hammer on his stupid-looking gun, uh, get all the bullets in the pipe. And we move into Whole Horse and Boingo, Part 5. That was a meaty chapter. That was that was good. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good stuff happened there. Yeah, this is a pretty good action thing. Like, he doesn't... He's not drawing the same thing seven times. He's using, like, little uh, impact effects, like, to indicate that he's, like, fanning the hammer. It's just like... And again, eat this, Jotaro, whole horse, and Boingo, part five. As Team Joe tries to pick themselves up, as Joe as uh, Jorts goes over to get um, Joey, well, <laughs> completely ignoring Polnareff, who's just like, uh, "Help me out of here! Get these damn blocks off me!" Tick, 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 tick. As whole horse fires the bullets into the pipe. Yes, what I what I did, what the prediction said. I shot him at the stroke of noon. Go get him, as proto sex pistols like go down the pipes, just ding dang like through the turns, kind of like uh, what was that game, uh, Mouse Trap, right? Was that the game where you could put the marble in the uh, the track? Is that it? Uh, maybe it was one of those games. But I know, well, Mouse Trap that you had to like build the whole contraption. Right, that was that was the thing. I might be thinking like labyrinth or something. Um, as Polnareff is slowly becoming conscious, he's like, "Where, where's whole horse? I know, I don't know. He, oh, I don't know. He disappeared for some reason." That's uh, slightly whole horse jorts. This is the first time jorts has talked in like a while. <laughs> he's a man of few words. He he doesn't need to say much. He very much is. You're correct. <laughs> uh, and whole horse and boingo are celebrating their victory as the bullets are about to pop out the pipe i won he's right in front of the pipe jotaro's head is right in front of the pipe time for you to get blown away just as polnareff sneezes a full snot sneeze right into jorts's face 
uh, popping his head back and having the bullets miss and take off, like, the top spire of this mosque or building nearby is like <laughs> whole horse can't catch a break Wh- what <laughs> sorry my friend i don't know what whole horse was thinking but he stuck his fingers up my nose it's disgusting my nose is still itchy sorry about that <laughs> my my bullets <laughs> my best <laughs> Boy and girl, what are you trying to pull? What the hell is going on? And Boingo is lost too because his predictions are never wrong. It's like, I, I don't know, my predictions are never wrong. Um, but they find out that Whole Horse's watch is slightly fast. And as the uh, clock tower nearby finally strikes noon and they hear the 12 o'clock news conveniently come on on a car nearby. Um, so Whole Horse actually shot the bullets too early, uh, and as he says that, as Boingo realizes, like, is the predi- is the prediction gonna happen now? The bullets that shot through the spire are coming back around, like, somehow, I don't know why they, like, they boomerang, um, but as Whole Horse is holding up Thoth to the panel where Jort's, uh, gets bulleted the bullets come right through the page and into whole horse (laughs) oh man this is pretty good irony here like because the bullets do hit jotaro in the head it's just the jotaro that's on the page and do we see what finally happens to whole horse no we just see that like he got shot in the face with his own bullets uh there's a lot of blood here he's not good no yeah he's in a real bad spot he gets carried away by the hospital man but uh i don't know if we ever learn what happens to him if he's if he lives through this or not yeah because no we i don't think we ever see him again and that's a shame because he's a fun character yeah he's definitely a standout and i really like the way that this arc ends because uh Boingo's stand is interesting because Araki basically needed to think of a real clever way for them to get out of this. Like, Boingo and uh, Whole Horse had to fuck up somehow. That was the only way this was going to end without it seeming a little too ridiculous. Yeah. And, oh, I just noticed um, the two hospital men are talking as the, uh, the ambulance takes off. Is he dead? No, but he's in critical condition. I don't know what happened, but it looks like he was shot in the face a couple times. If they were one centimeter over, he would have been a goner. He's a lucky guy. <laughs> so, he lives, but he probably just is going to have bullet holes in his face. <laughs> Rest in fucking pieces. Which is a good look. Like, fair enough. Um, but the best ending is Boingo deciding on his own that instead of using his stand to hurt people... It's better to use my power of prophecy for our happiness and to help those in need. That way, people will like us, and perhaps a happy future will awake. Right, and because it turns out that Boingo was actually predicting Whole Horse's fate, not Jotaro's. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. And he kicks away the box that he was uh, hiding under, and it hits Iggy right in the head, who was, who was sleeping down, uh, down the street. I'm sorry, I didn't know you were there when I kicked it. I didn't mean it. Please forgive me. But and boy goes to eat shit. <laughs> yeah, ah, this dog. It can't be. Yeah. Uh, cut to Joe's team. Hey, where did that fucking dog go? 
Iggy? I'm sure he's scrounging for food somewhere. I told you, he's a good for nothing. And Thaw flips, and some new the final new panels are revealed. If people could change that easily, life wouldn't be so tough. After this incident, Boingo joined Whole Horse in the hospital as his meek little self. And it's just getting his ass ripped apart by Iggy. Whole Horse and Boingo, retired. <clears throat> and... Yeah, we're going to cut it there, because next is the pet shop at the gates of hell. And this is the the fun stops here. Yep, this is where everything gets real fucking bleak, because guess what? We got Pet Shop, Darby the Gamer, fucking Vanilla Ice, and then, yep, Dio's World right after that. We are in the home stretch, ladies and gentlemen. We are in it to win it, because Dio's World is 18 parts. Yep. Sure, it sure is. Oh, God. I'm so excited. I'm yeah. So excited. But, yeah, so we're getting, we're, the, the getting's getting good at this point. So we're just going to leave it right there so we don't start anything new. And we're going to go back over to the, uh, to the gorgeous Irene collection where we move mm-hmm. on to something that me and Jack have been looking forward to covering since we realized that this was a thing last week. So the next part of this uh this collection here is called meet virginia and from the looks of it it, it's like a leiji matsumoto like not knockoff but um maybe imitation sort of like phantom blood is uh fist the north star imitation to some extent like i'm sure he's gonna put his own unique spin on like a cool space sci-fi story because like this is the only one he's done to my knowledge yeah it, it's very cool looking and this this logo even though it's in japanese it's still like looks exactly the way i would expect it to look <laughs> yeah these big block like neo-futuristic like uh hiragana it's cool and so the cover page we have this like weird looking ship it's kind of a little bit organic but um it's a pretty neat design we got a robot that's just a stand like that's just that's just a stand um this cool dude lounging with what i hope is a rum and coke and this very scared man in a hoodie on the front so let's get right into it yeah and we have an establishing shot with a little a uh, very complicated looking Roomba, I guess, running down this empty hallway. Just the no. ship is called the Dillinger. So there's, so we're already uh, starting off with some references. Yeah, this cargo ship Dillinger. Two human personnel, one robot. Objective: deliver cargo to stations throughout the Venus Earth route. Total days needed: three hundred and sixteen. So that establishes that this is a long haul ship with two people that probably are kind of sick of each other and one robot like this is a there are definitely a couple asimov stories that are similar to this i wonder if faraki ever want read any asimov it'll probably be revealed as we go in and we get an interior of this ship it is pretty pretty good looking spaceship like no complaints here it's, i like this robot a bunch he's oh, very good yeah. Because his name is Clyde. Because <laughs> we see uh, one of the guys from the front, the scared-looking man, is in a flowery apron making dinner. It's like, Clyde, can you get me the salt? The one with the red cap. 
Thanks. I think you'd make a good chef. Alright. Finished it up. Looks pretty good, right? Let's give it a taste. Slurp. Slurp. Mmm. It's a shame you can't taste it, Clyde. And we change scenes to what looks like a blowgun, and we get Captain Matt Jackson first in command. <laughs> Captain Technician. Matt Jackson, oh my god. He's so cool. <laughs> we didn't say in the last page, we find out that our, our other friend here in the apron is oh. Hiroshi Takamoto, second in command engineer. Yeah, so he's he's a Japanese man. I This, this guy has got to be an American with a name like... He was like Matt Jackson. <laughs> It's so cool. Um, and what he's doing is, with a blowgun, uh, target shooting this poster of a woman. And he's got a, a custom-made scorecard based on where he hits her in the face. <laughs> and, wow. Wow. I don't, there's so, a lot to break down on this page. And, like, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's a bunch of references on here. Like, who's Randy Meisner? Is that... That's a that's a music thing, right? Meisner. Randy Meisner is an American... F oh, he was a founding member of Poco and the Eagles. So, oh, okay. That, that'll do it. And... Alright, but now we gotta find out what I, the jury, is. Yeah, it, it's gotta be... Oh, it's, it's a, a novel. It's a novel, and it's a 1982 movie of the novel. So, okay. Man. All right, so we've already got some, like, classic early Iraqi just straight-up name drops going on here. <laughs> Whatever Dada is, and that the book on the ground kind of just says book two. So, I don't know what that one is. Um, and as he, as Captain Matt Jackson... Uh, hits the poster in the face. He turns around and screams, Bonnie, how many times do I have to tell you it's too humid in here? Turn the goddamn temperature down, stupid computer. And they say these new 8,000 models are top of the class. Ice coffee. As uh, his ordered ice coffee. Oh, it's not a rum and coke. It's an ice coffee. Pops out of the replicator, I guess. And we see... Um, what I can only assume is a framed photograph of Captain Matt Jackson uh, saluting uh, with a submarine in the background. So we can infer that this guy used to be a Navy guy. And we see his journal sitting on a table that's just like, nothing, nothing to say. 56 more days to Earth. Nothing, nothing. So we can, uh, we can guess this guy's pretty bored. And he probably hates Hiroshi. Because Hiroshi just <laughs> pops on the screen with the stupidest expression on his face. Just like, hey, Crafton, we seem to be getting a transmission from a ship near us. Want to answer it? No, I don't. Probably something stupid. Hang the hell up, would you? You know I can't stand the sound of apples being peeled. <laughs> I like, uh, did you just forget to get out of the whole horse voice or are you just assigning action? I'm just, I'm used to it now. I'm trying to put, like making it slightly different but it's a very comfortable twang to get in no nah, yeah i mean i i'm feeling it like you don't gotta stop i was just <laughs> curious if like if Ma if our friend matt jackson here is just proto whole horse <laughs> i wouldn't be mad whole horse would look good with the mustache i agree yeah so apparently captain matt jackson can't stand apples the sound of apples being peeled because our friend clyde here is peeling apples and i want to point out this is a very 
uh, creative way to get around the problem of elbows on a robot. Like, because it just has the one, like, the upper arm, and instead of an elbow, it's just, like, a socket, and then the other arm just, like, goes in and out of that socket. So it, Oh, it's like uh, b- big O arms, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, Hiroshi turns around, it's like, cap! And as uh, Clyde is peeling the apples and ignoring Captain Hiroshi answers the transmission this is Dillinger we've received your transmission come in hmm the feed's a little fuzzy hey you must be Hiroshi well yes but how do you I've got a message for you play nice with the bomb what and We read these blind, and boy, I'm glad we read these blind. <laughs> You're gonna die, kid. I'm <laughs> um, what? What did you just? It's the, how the scenario goes. Two bombs on your ship. Just wait a minute. Who? What are you talking about? Who? Your whole ship will be in pieces soon. No demands. No ransom. I don't even have the slightest grudge against you. I got it. This is a joke, right? You must be bored from a long journey too. I. It's no joke. Hiroshi's horrified face. Oh my god. Hiroshi's got some really good faces. Araki, yeah. like, moving on from Proto-BT has learned how to do, like, a good face. Because um, this is a shadowy figure on the comm station here. Kind of like uh, the criminal the criminal silhouette from Conan. It's just, like, all black silhouette with eyes and teeth. Fine, you wouldn't believe me. That's why I planned it too. The first one will go off in 30 seconds. It'll be a tiny one, but effective. Set it right at your escape pods. You what? Which, of course, means you'll have nowhere to run. The second one will go off an hour from now, right next to the engine. This one's got a name. Virginia. She's a cold mistress. Better count your blessings. Tell her hi from me, okay? Hey, stop. Tell me who you are. As an explosion rockets through the ship and Hiroshi and Clyde are sent flying and Captain Matt Jackson is sent to the floor uh we didn't point out before but Clyde doesn't have legs he's kind of like a uh he's just got a pedestal maybe the pedestal moves he's kind of like kind of like get like a Dalek bot yeah he's like a Dalek but with the upper body of like a super battle droid yeah that's exactly what that is um so he kind of just tips over and like pop 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 explosions explosions like what like in star trek whenever the ship gets hit with like anything and panels just like have sparks come out that's what's happening um emergency and escape pod units hiroshi what's going on fire extinguishing vac- fire extinguishing devices activated he was serious. He really wants to blow our ship up. Map of the Dillinger craft. Captain's room. Hiroshi's room. Explosion. Virginia. Which is uh, really helpful. Like, what's what's in this ship? I guess mostly cargo, right? Weird. Yeah, because it's just a, like a delivery delivery ship. Yeah. Alright. Um, and they find out that the explosion was in the first block of the hallway as Hiroshi is just screaming, Why? What's the meaning of all this? As Captain Matt Jackson uh, comes out of his room, finally, is like, 
Calm down, Hiroshi. How can I be calm? Who would plant a bomb on some regular old cargo ship like this? Tell her hi for me? What's wrong with this guy? Calling a bomb, Virginia. Oh, okay. So Virginia was the thing I thought was a Roomba in, like, <laughs> the first panel. Got it. Um, and they find Virginia's, and Matt Jackson goes into his, like, transparent glass. Looks like looking into a clock. It's a sign that the guy who made it to show off is what it is. Pisses me off. Used to be in the army, right, Captain? Can you do anything? Don't touch it. Just a look. You don't know a damn thing. Look at this. This is from Bonnie. Shows the bomb's makeup. This. It's got an invisible barrier. <laughs> and by invisible barrier, it's got like invisible infrared beams around it. So if someone tries to touch it, it'll just blow up, I'm assuming. Which, fair. Fair. Um... There's a magnet on its surface giving it a barrier 10 centimeters in diameter. You touch it, kaboom! There's more. This glass is a vacuum. A vacuum? But why? Um, and it turns out if any con if any amount of air gets into it, it's got going to explode. And as Matt Jackson says, Gotta be damn careful with this one. That transmission said the bomb was going off in an hour. We've got almost no time. That ticking. Stop that ticking. So, I, I kind of like this dynamic. It's a cliche, but the naive, um, like, impulsive younger guy with the tried and true, like, grizzled old man is, is pretty good. Oh, yeah. It definitely works here, especially since this is, like, a short story. You know, using cliches like that can honestly help because it gets things moving quicker you don't have to do as much uh you don't have to do as much explaining the characters yeah you immediately see that like there's an archetype to these guys like we got young emotional guy and stoic old army man um captain what are you trying to do as booster pump activated diffusion pump activated cryo pump number two activated uh, as they get to the pilot room. Hiroshi, turn the monitor on. Yes, sir. Here's the plan. We make, and this is all in, um, a rocky text bubbles a la, uh, B BT's magic tricks. As Clyde is just sitting out in the hallway, just chilling. Here's the plan. We make the whole, the whole first block of vacuum. Then we'll be able to open the lid. We'll leave the dismantling to Clyde. He can handle the vacuum. We have to trust that Clyde's steady hands will be enough to pass through the barrier rings. Bonnie's already analyzed the composition of the bomb. Get the lid off and we'll just have to cut the detonation wire. <laughs> Which, it's a pretty good plan. And like, we're, it's, it's right into it. Like you were saying, he doesn't waste any time trying to like, do any kind of involved setup. Which I mean, at this point in his career, like these were just his very first one-offs. Like exactly, so he's just getting it moving, which is pretty much a good thing overall. Yeah. Um, can Clyde see the barrier? Yes, Clyde. You hear me? Give me a peace sign. Peace. All right. This is a good luck charm my mother gave me. Want to hold it? Didn't peg you so superstitious. Sorry, I just believe in myself. Trust me. As Hiroshi a little bit taken back, like, oh, oh, all right. Well, I guess I have to trust this old man. Clyde, cut the glass. As uh, Clyde, what is 
the Clyde's chest opens up. He pulls out like a baton, I guess like a little laser baton. Like, good, cut in a circle. Don't touch the barrier. Too fast. That's right. Nice and slow. As Clyde slowly but surely cuts around in the barrier. And like, even though Clyde doesn't have a face, it's he's kind of got like a little personality. Like he's he's like a cute little robot man. Yeah. Um, but he's able to cut a hole in it. And right as he's about to drop, like drop the baton, he's like he freezes, and he's able to like not touch any of the barrier. But the uh, the cutter that he dropped on the floor is rolling towards the barrier for some reason. Because mm, I don't know, they really didn't address how there's gravity in the ship. Oh well, that's yeah. <laughs> not... yeah. You can't cover everything, I guess. Yeah, not in thirty pages. It's going to hit the barrier. Get it, Clyde. And I guess Clyde magnetizes himself, magnetizes himself and gets the glass roller to to stick to him. Phew. Use magnetic force. Nice thinking. We've only got six more minutes. Clyde, use the cutters to snap the cord. The red one. Two of them are red. Right. Both of them. And as Clyde cuts through both red wires, the barrier disappears. We did it. The barrier's gone. Next, we cut. Wait. We're what? We're kind of busy here. Bonnie, turn the camera to the corner. Zoom in. And they see there's a water leak in the hallway. Like, what? There's a leak. It's because of the vacuum. The pipes are still weak from the first explosion. The vacuum caused them to leak. Uh, the pipe's gonna burst. It's a coolant engine, too. There's no valve to cut it off. Bonnie, keep the vacuum. Clyde, keep cutting. There's no time. Cut the two black cords in the one white cord. As Clyde looks back and forth to the uh, the pipe that's about to explode and the bomb. The pipe's about to go. Now green. Oh no, the pipe. It burst. Now yellow. Quick. This is just like one long action scene. It's Yeah, it's just like constant suspense. Like, is this <laughs> robot going to fuck up <laughs> yeah is this robot robot gonna fuck up or and these two people are gonna die maybe it I mean, burst. It, nothing would surprise me at this point yeah we've only got like eight not like seven pages of this left there's only so many things that can happen cut the fuse we're too late clyde yeah as clyde is enveloped in the coolant from the exploding pipe but he holds up that he was able to get the fuse out uh, Hiroshi is just ecstatic, and we see that the Dillinger is fine as it uh, is flying away from maybe Venus? One of those. And now they're just in the living room. <laughs> like, okay. The, the door has eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, which one of us is going to be the first one to say it? The door has fucking eyes. One of them is mean. <laughs> oh my god uh there's a there's uh the band record right yep. just right there um okay would you say that that guitar is on a table or the chair or on top of this whole thing because boy oh boy does it look like all three at once yeah i'm gonna go with c all the above <laughs> on that one uh how about some tea sir no thanks i'm going for a nap Okay, I'll report back to HQ about the bombs. Thanks, see ya. As Captain Matt Jackson goes back to his room after a long, hard day of kicking ass. 
as Hiroshi shares a cup of coffee with himself uh, and Clyde. Clyde's here. Hey, Hiroshi, as the uh, calm buzzes back up. Ah, looks like you got a little cut on your cheek. How was it? Pretty thrilling, right? You, how are you? Where'd you set up those explosives? Come on now, don't get all cranky with me. Here I am saving you from horrifying boredom this long journey. Can't you thank me? You want me to thank you? Cut the bullshit, buddy. Just who the hell are you? Behold, my magnum opus, a bomb crapped to impeccable perfection. The water pipes bursting should be the least of your worries. As Hiroshi starts screaming, like, Ah ha ha, hurry up, I want to hear you scream, Hiroshi. First you begin perspiring heavily and shriek. Shut the hell up! Still confused? Listen closely, I'm inside the Deringer. Yeah, the Deringer. What? Where are you then? Be patient. I shall head to your position shortly. As this guy sets up that they're going to have another game t to play. Like This guy still... is just the anti-spiral from Gurren Lagann. Look, I didn't want to say it, but... <laughs> I guess I... Alright, I'll say it. He's literally just the fucking anti-spiral. <laughs> he... Yeah, he's just the anti-spiral from Gurren Lagann. Um, we cut back to Matt Jackson throwing a knife through the uh, poster of the lady from before. I wonder how many points that is. Like, one. Uh, twing! Gasp! Holy shit! As it finally registered, remember, the correct response is to break out in a cold sweat and shriek, Hiroshi! Whoa! What on earth is this guy trying to say? Wait, he couldn't, could he? No, this can't be happening! Captain? And that's the end. What? <laughs> so... Excuse All right. me? Okay. Hang on. Pump the brakes a second. Uh, so this was... The, the whole thing was the captain was the one uh, doing all this, I guess. Huh. Yeah, because, like, you see him on the comm link with Hiroshi. I don't... I don't get this one. No. This was like, like a pretty cool one shot, but that story was a whole bunch of nonsense. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of nothing. I thought the yeah. robot would do something or like I would feel for the robot, but hmm. Was, mm, all right. Yeah. I, I, it was well drawn. Like, Yeah, it's a nice like classic art style going on here. Yeah, it's very classic sci-fi manga. Um... I'll just move on to armed poker. That's fine. We can just do right. that. So, well, that, first of all, we got this nice uh, drawing of whoever this is over here. I think that's Irene. We'll oh, get okay. to her. Because it could have been her. It could have been Lisa Lisa. It could have been Susie Q. could have been any of the <laughs> one type of woman that Araki likes to draw. It's... Exactly. Yeah. But anyway, so. Armed poker. Immediately we start with, ah, oh, just the best. So, so is this, I think... You were telling me this is the first thing Araki ever published. I think so. Let me double check that real quick so I'm not just, like, talking at, literally out of my ass. <laughs> uh, yeah. Having been selected... Having been a selected work runner-up at the Tezuka Awards, this Wild West one-shot was Araki's first published work and his official debut as a mangaka. 
Um, All right, so there's a lot of breakdown on this cover page. So, oh, it's yeah, it's a Wild West manga. This guy just got shot, I guess, and is falling over. We have yeah. fucking Speedweed is Speedweed the is the, here. the king of the king of spades, and uh, this, this guy this this guy was in Magic Boy BT. Uh, he was like the Kendo man. He was the real. Right. He was so the guy the that looked diamonds. like diamonds. Uh, Jimmy Dean, James Dean. Yeah, he was the James D looking motherfucker. But that um, is literally Speedwagon. He is here. <laughs> Speedwagon, if you kind of stretched and pulled at his face a bit. Like, if you just pulled his chin down. Um, but yeah, this technically it's the title is Poker Under Arms, but who cares? Uh, yeah, let's let's move right into it. We <laughs> we get a uh, another narrator here, similar to Koichi in uh, Magic Boy BT. Like, Rocky might have relied on this in his first one-shots, uh, this, like, opening narration by a uh, fourth-wall-breaking character. So, just right into it. The story about two gunmen is one I saw with my own eyes. It involves poker, a card game which everyone knows. There's a thrill that poker can have raking money in, judging your bets only by your cards and the look on your opponent's face. The bluffs are called, the bets go up, and sometimes before you know it, you can find yourself with a terrible amount of money. Very well. Let us discuss armed poker. Oh, shit. It's so Twilight Zone. It's Cut like, to the wild, wild west. There's a dead guy just wild, got wild shot. West. Pang, pang. This uh, man is bleeding out on the floor as we have... Oh, God, it's whole horse. <laughs> it's just whole horse. Oh, God. Mid-shave, just like fucking... Uh, uh, which one in... was that with the scene of Anubis? Well, no, I'm thinking of the Western movie that this is obviously referencing. Oh, God, uh, I haven't seen enough Westerns. Yeah, it was one of the fucking big ones. Yeah, uh, it was a... Fistful of Dollars or something like that. I don't know which one it was. Probably, because point... Rocky has a big heart on for uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, exactly. But the yeah. point being is the barber is terrified. <laughs> Eek! No! <laughs> as whole horse or jimmy dean whole horse uh wipes off his half-shaved face calm, calm down just calm down as the barber uh just pisses himself like okay that's something that happened not bad i'd say it was fast on the draw and smart too plenty of people go for go for when i'm sleeping but during a haircut tried to get me from behind and catch me off guard the only problem is I'm faster and smarter. Eek! I'll come back sometime. That's for the haircut. As he tosses a nickel or something to the lady screaming. I guess the barber's assistant. As he, as he walks as, uh... Let's just call him... Oh, no. This man is da, Dom Peckinpah. <laughs> I love how this page starts. A man has just died, but no one <laughs> stirs. <laughs> There is no sheriff in this town, and it takes three days to the next town by horse. This is a town. This town is a zone without laws. Tom's saloon and rooms. Yeah, this man is Don Peckinpah. If there was ever anyone born evil, this man is him. Who's Sam Peckinpah? Because that's what the translator's note says. Is uh, Sam Peckinpah is an American film director and oh, he made the Wild Bunch. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, the references. 
My name's Hirohiko Araki. I've seen movies. (laughs) These one-shots are basically, like, Araki writing his own fan fiction, more or less. Yeah. I guess that's every mangaka. But well, he's just trying to show off how many movies he's watched. He's watched so many He movies. should take the double movies hat from me. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I would... if, if I could get, if I could send Araki a hat that says movies on it, and he wore it, it would be the defining moment of, I think, all of human life. He's got to have a P.O. box. Like, <laughs> how much can it be to send a hat to Japan? We need to... Just put a little rudder in it and say... Uh, Iraqi-san, I thought this hat might speak to you in a way that it speaks to me. Please, please, wear this hat and for your next author photo on the next volume of Jajolian, please. I'm I'm a dying boy. I only have five days left Can I hook live. up with the Make-A-Wish Foundation? Could they, could they make that happen for me? Can John Cena bring a hat that says movies on it to, to Iraqi-san? I... I want to see that press conference with John Cena holding the movie's hat so solemnly, like, looking to the camera, like, in his big, like, John Cena suit, handing it over to a Rocky who's very confused, but, like, smiling. Like a he just got dragged movie. out by his publisher, and he just has no idea what's happening. He, he looks at the hat, sees the word movies, his eyes light up, and he immediately puts it on. He's just like, I understand now. I love movies. Movies. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, this man's Don Peck and Pie. He's got a bounty of 10,000, dead or alive. He's killed 27 people and doesn't know the meaning of the word lose. People want to kill him for the fame or the reward. They follow him endlessly, waiting for the chance to get a shot in. If you're a good shot, there's not a more comfortable town to live in than this. Oh man, this is a bad caricature of a black person. This is bad. This is bad. Oh, yikes. Okay. Again, disclaimer. This is bad, and we're just going to move right over it. Because Araki, I think, has learned better these days. This is almost 40 years ago. He clearly didn't see enough movies to know what a black person looks like. (sighs) I guess not. Hey, Peckinpah. Give me the usual. Milkshake, right? A double. Royal Street. Damn lucky son of a bitch. There's a poker game happening in the foreground, and that's just Speedwagon. Literally yeah, just Speedwagon. Yeah, how are you going to look at that and tell me that's not just 100% Speedwagon? <laughs> I love his hat because it's not his usual top hat. It's, um, or no, because he had a bowler first, then he got Zapelli. Yeah, it's a little close. Well, it's like the bowler it's a if sun it had a brim. Hat. It's, it's yeah. a lady's sun hat. And... Peck and Pa walks over to this poker game with Speedwagon and two randos. Care if I join? Go ahead. We're just playing regular poker. Man, I don't have a... You want to do Speedwagon? I, I have no idea what to <laughs> give to this voice. I haven't, <laughs> haven't seen, seen you around. You new to this town? I am. Just took a stagecoach here. Oh, we're get... doing this backwards. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> haven't seen you around. You new to this town? I am. Just took a stagecoach here today. Minimum bets, $4, no wilds. Sure. Mind if I see the cards? Swish! No trick cards. I promise. Sorry. I just need to get these, get friendly with these guys for some luck. I need to touch these cards real nice, you know? Just, just gotta, just gotta fondle them. Just gotta slam, zwip, flip, flip, shuffling, shuffling. As, uh, he plays a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! And... (laughs) 
slides. Speedwagon is extremely concerned. <laughs> this is also a very good thumbnail panel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or even like a Twitter profile pic. It's incredible. Um, but Peckinpah flips uh, like a card and like in the air slides it into the deck from across the table. What? He just flicked out the Ace of Hearts. Flick, flick, and starts flipping out like the rest of the aces. Now it's the Ace of Diamonds and clubs. And Peckinpah rolls up his sleeves, slides, like throws the last card into the deck, and out comes the Ace of Spades. Four aces. How did he? Yeah, no trick cards. Good. As uh, Peckinpah slides up to the table and uh, gets ready for, I guess, a game of armed poker. I guess so. I guess we're going to find out what that is. Speedwagon is pretty unbemused by Peckinpah's tricks, and he goes to casually shuffle the deck like a normal human being. Yeah, like... Cut the deck! Me! There! Now, show us the four cards on top. Four from the top? Um... Oh! Four aces again! But how is that possible? I cut it! Peckinpah, dot, dot, dot... I'm out. No way. Me too. I'm not playing with these two. Want to go one-on-one? Fine by me. I came to play poker. I'll deal. It. Oh, uh, there's a bottle of liquor and we see uh, a man rambling up to the table. Who's this guy look like? Hmm. No one really. Well, if uh, he gave his hat to Speedwagon, he'd literally be Speedwagon. <laughs> he would literally... Oh, God. What if Speedwagon picks up his hat from the corpse? Let's read on. Oh, um, my God. We have to know. But this guy... So this random guy takes a shot on Speedwagon. No, he takes a shot at uh, Peckinpah. Oh, and okay. before he can get the shot off, both, both Speedwagon and Peckinpah just blast the guy in the heart. And Rest he go- in peace. <laughs> he goes down and he is dead. Silent. Wonder who he was after. Me or you? Can't say. Maybe both of us. Guess we should just start? You said you're the dealer, right? I know who this is. Oh no, this is... Yeah. Who, is this the narrator? Yeah, this is the narrator. I know who this is. Mike Harper. He's got the same bounty on his head as Peckinpah does. $10,000. From that show just there, I'd say they're an even shot too. But what about cards? Schwip, schwip. Toss, toss, I'll draw one. I'll take two. You said you're new in town, right? Where are you from? Where you live? <laughs> Where you live? Where you live? Don't remember. It's good to forget, right? Remembering where you came from is as stupid as remembering what you had for dinner last night. I had beef stew last night. Kurt, sneer, sneer. Ha, heh. So, got a sense of humor. How about we up the minimum bet to a hundred dollars? Sure. Want me to show you? Want to show me what you got? Six, seven, eight, ten, jack, all diamonds, a flush. Guess Guess I win then. What? Full house. (laughs) If I knew the full house theme song, I would. I would do it. (laughs) (laughs) Just luck. That's all. Play another round. (laughs) Smug speedweed is. Perfect. <laughs> like I wouldn't. Still got money to bet and milkshake to drink, which is the best line. <laughs> 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 
Still got money to bet and milkshake to drink. Oh my god. Uh, a vagrant, an obvious vagrant, walks through the scene. Huh? Peckin' Paw, say you don't have any spare trains, do ya? This is just Joey Joestar with a longer beard. I'm busy. Go back to your hill of trash. That's you. Oh. The... This time we'll start. Minimum bets at 50. No problem. Want to point out that the bottle of liquor on the table is just called Poco? That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> huh? Peckinpah, you're not losing, are you? In poker? I said go back to your shithole. As Peckinpah grabs a Tramp Joey Joe Star and slams his head into the wall. Try talking to me again. Just try asking me for money one more time. You'll be dead. And shoves his entire glass of milkshake into this man's mouth. Look at him. He's crying. Dumb lug. Yeah. <laughs> I'll draw two. I will too. This is a good scene. Like, just the bottom panel of the the poker scene. Just two nice. men deep, deep in the game. Got it. Four of a kind. Two hundred. And Speedwagon's got four eights. I'll raise you $200. You're not winning this time. Ha, 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 ha. Full of confidence, seems like. Peckinpah's four of a kind. It's usually a hand that doesn't lose. But Peckinpah kept staring at those cards, and before long he had a grin. It was an evil grin. He had thought of something. Something that could only make him smile. I'll raise a hundred. I'll call. Grin, grin. Let's see your hand. Oh, wait, that's you. Sorry. Let's see your hand. Hold on. Just got an idea about how we can make this bet interesting. Make it more interesting? Yep. Something a hell of a lot more interesting than just this boring money we've been putting on this table. I hate this money. Something more personal. Feel up to it? What is it? <laughs> really... Oh, man. I'm... I need to screen cap a bunch of these panels. Well, not anything, really. Something we both have. What? 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 What could it be? Right? Honestly, I don't know if you'd have the guts to do it. Why don't you just tell me what it is? Oh, don't worry if you want to say no. Okay, I won't. Now tell me what it is. Dark, dark grin. Our guns. <laughs> and the rest of the bar just erupts. Oh, God, that's a really good panel, too. <laughs> Our guns. <laughs> I'm gonna post a bunch of these on Twitter. I gotta. Um, now, just what the? I'm saying the loser has to give the winner his gun. You in or out? Are you insane? Maybe. Do you understand what you're saying? Yeah, well, it sounds interesting, right? The loser have to be like Damocles. Translator's note: Greek guy who got to be king for a day and realized there was always a sword dangling from a thread above the head of a ruler. Yeah. No one dared look the way of the table, but absolutely everyone in the bar was listening. Everyone in here would ache for the opportunity to get their hands on either of those bounties. What is this? Oh, yeah, this is, that's you. The, the From This Is Stupid. From This Is Stupid? Yeah. From, How far did we get? Oh, because we, we passed... The, Oh, we passed the narration. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. is stupid. I don't care how much money I bet, but... 
Strange. Just so strange, don't you think? But then you seemed confident about winning a second ago. Okay, I guess we should just call it off, right? Wouldn't want to scare you, right? Mike Harper looked at his cards. Four of a kind, with eights. They're better than Peckinpah's cards, but he still has to decide whether to go through with the bet or not. Gonna chicken out? We can just do the 550 if you want to. Fine! I'll bet my gun! That's more like it! But let me ask you something first. Sure, ask away. Anything other than show me your cards. Let's say you were to lose. There's still no guarantee you'd actually give me your gun. There's no referee. You think I'll shoot you in a fit of rage? Give me more credit than that. My pride is my referee. I don't bet what I can't pay, and I don't pay what I can't bet. Fine. I just wanted to hear that. Let's show the cards. I've got... Slam, slam, gulp, shroom, four of a kind in queens. What? Which is... What the? Evil. Just as he like he always been. It was a trick. Somehow he switched out his threes with those queens. Some pride. All right, time to see what you've got. Come on. No! The, the hell? He's got a four of a kind in queens, too. Both of them drew instantly. Guns pointed right at each other. This could be the chance. I've been waiting for this. Take a Molotov cocktail. Oh. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, this is good. Okay, so after old Joey Joestar throws the Molotov cocktail, we cut to the narration man uh, getting a kiss from a lady. I think it's time we almost got this picnic folded up. And you said you'd go buy me some clothes, right? Of course, I haven't forgot. Oh, honey, I heard you were in the paper. Someone said you got those two bad, bad men. That's incredible. But surely it must be hard being the sheriff. Oh, God. <laughs> the, the fucking hobo was the narrator the whole time. And he was the sheriff of the town. He was the secret sheriff. Oh, my God. Okay. See, that was a great ending that was a good little story <laughs> that was very well contained and interesting like yeah that was much better than meet virginia that wow i can see why this like got the ball rolling for a rocky it's re it's it's really fun <laughs> yeah it's fun the artwork is consistent if a little rough and yeah. uh you know a lot of seeing more of those like proto character designs with the obvious the obvious uh, inspiration for Speedwagon. Oh, man. It's just Speedwagon. He looks dope, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's awesome. He's like if Speedwagon was, like, slightly more confident. Yeah, and a little bit more svelte. But, yeah. the <laughs> Next week, uh, actually, the Theory of Manga book by Araki is going to arrive, like, in a few days. So, next week, for our 52nd episode, we're going to be uh, going through that. We might do Pet Shop too because uh oh man jojolian comes out too there's so much content oh god i guess we, we're gonna have to prioritize jojolian then yeah if jojolian's out by the time like we record we'll do jojolian otherwise we'll do the manga book uh get started on pet shop uh and we still got gorgeous irene in the background like we have so much content to do oh yeah there's so much to go through because gorgeous irene is two parts which will f conclude the, the the gorgeous Irene collection. So we yeah. got that going. 
or maybe next week we can do the manga book and Jojolian and just put off Pet Shop. I don't know. Like That's we do fine every too. week. Like we've done every week for this podcast for the past year, we're going to decide what we do five minutes before we record. Oh, so man. Five minutes is generous. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, guys, thank you for joining us again and forever. We love you so much. You know where to find us. We got SoundCloud. We got iTunes. We got Google Play. We got the whole internet. We own it. The internet is ours. We... Like, you find the owner of the internet, it's us. It's always been us. We oh, love you guys. Always. From, from the very beginning. <laughs> so with that, friends, we will see you guys next week. Have a good one.